Welcome in to an emergency edition of the Westlife Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, give us a follow at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. The uh, the notifications are going absolutely off today on the uh, on the socials of the obvious reasons and the whole reason, obviously, why we're having a off the cuff recording tonight. Uh, if you want to support us and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Shout out to all our Patreon members. Obviously, our Discord was humming a lot today. So, and uh, yeah, please subscribe to on YouTube as well. This episode is not on YouTube uh, itself. Just putting it out on the audios tonight. No cameras. Rob and I haven't done our makeup tonight. We're just going <laughs> audio only uh, to discuss this Jacko Clemmer trade, if you will. So, uh, I'll bring him in right now. So, Mr. Bashara, our listeners haven't heard from you. Uh, for what a good six weeks or something? How are you enjoying your off season? Not that there's much of an off season per se with the West Tigers anymore. Yeah, it's been uh, g'day, Josh. G'day, listeners. Hope everyone's well. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, obviously, the last few weeks has uh, been in World Cup mode and getting up early, watching most of the games. Uh, really enjoyed uh, watching those games, especially from the minnow countries. I, I kind of thought there were some really good performances there. Yeah. Um, but we're, with West Tigers stuff, uh, yeah, I've kind of been in uh, holiday mode, trying not to get too upset about anything. But, yeah, obviously all this uh, news about Jackson Hastings, uh, you know, we, we kind of knew about it last week that it was happening yeah. full on. Uh, yeah, that kind of took my attention a little bit. Uh, look, there's lots of positives and negatives and and theories and reasoning and everything like we don't know what the club's thinking but i i guess the bottom line is i was really upset that we consider him now as a lock so if we do consider him as a lock i think it's a really good deal like i'm very happy that we've acquired clemmer um but i actually thought you know like the best move would have been to obviously offload brooks for clemmer uh but like I said, we don't know what's going on within the club. I'm hoping that they've got a, a better halfback in mind or a better game manager in mind. We keep hearing the Moses talk, uh, the Mitch Moses talk. There's also talk of George Williams. You know, if we score someone like that, well, then you can understand the logic behind it. The, the, the part that upsets me is I think most people would say the signing of Jackson Hastings for 2022, which seemed risky at first coming from English Super League, uh, turned out to be a great buy. He was a great game manager. Uh, he really imposed his will on a lot of games and, you know, a couple of games in particular, the back-to-back wins against Parramatta and South. He, he was our best player, basically. Um, so for the club to see him as not being a game manager and then that, that was actually the hardest part. Once I realised he was going to be playing lock, which I didn't mind at first. I thought he'd make a good lock, but having seen him play there at lock, I kind of thought, well, he's okay at lock, but he's not. You know, he's not a real world beater as a lock. He's he's really not big enough or mobile enough. He's got the ball skills and and all the rest of it. But it's a lot of defensive work to do as a lock. So, having seen him at lock, I thought, oh gee, he's better off at halfback. And the part that bothers me now that we've let him go is if anything happens to Brooks, we're kind of in a bit of trouble because we've released Jock Madden. Yeah, and yeah, and I thought Jacko was going to be there as a as, as a backup just in case Brooks goes down with something. But so now we've got to look at who's going to be our backup halfback. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the Brooks bashing, but it's his 10th season and, and he hasn't been the, the player we want him to be. So I, I don't see how miraculously next year he's going to be the answer. But, you know, look, anything can happen, I suppose. And, and the, the club's talking a big game and we're going to be a different team and you won't recognise us and all this. So, look, 
I'm really happy with how the forward pack's looking, Josh, uh, and who we've acquired. But I think, you know, we, we do lack um, in the halves and, and, and in part of the three-quarter line. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, I, we're not going to get 72 six scores put on us, put it that way. I think we can match it with any pack, which is great. But that's only half the problem. You know, we've got to score points. And, yeah. and as I jokingly said to you the other day, and I, I think knew I this was, put it out yeah, on Twitter, we, we don't, coming, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we don't want to be the Denver Broncos who is yeah. a you know, great defensive team and, and struggles to score points. So, um, But I, I actually thought with, you know, originally, like, and I'm going back a few months now, that I, I would have thought we'd prioritise Hastings and Dwayne's signing. So the thought of both those guys as halves and Coruscant at hooker, I actually thought, wow, that's a long way to you know, to, to having a really good team, and especially like with a stronger forward pack with Coruscant there and Papali'i there, uh, you know, with Bloor coming, coming back from injury, um, with, you know, Stefano hopefully bigger and better next year. So I was kind of excited about that combination. If I'm relying on Luke Brooks at halfback, I, I, I just don't know, as great as the forwards are, like, is his kicking game still going to be that stereotype midfield bomb or the left foot grubber that goes over the dead ball line or, you know, the, the crash ball that will put one of our players in concussion protocol for two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't, I want to see where the improvement is with Luke Brooks and, and, you know, it's being harsh, but I mean, he's going to have a lot of, lot more pressure on him than ever next year. So I, I don't know how it's going to go, Josh. I hope it goes well. And I was a bit emotional today, but I was just kind of pissed off that, you know, Hastings is arguably our best player and, and we let him go. And yeah, I, I get the Clemmer thing. I'm, I, I think anyone that, you know, follows the other teams and sees, you know, especially plays fantasy league and stuff like that and, and sees the statistics and the base stats, like Clemmer's stats are amazing. So Clemmer is going to be a, a great acquisition. I actually think Clemmer kind of left Canterbury for greener pastures and he never really got that at Newcastle. So mm. I really think Clemmer is going, like, he's going to thrive with us. I think he's not coming for the retirement package. He's coming to kick ass and he yep. wants to play. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not disappointed with the club in terms of what they're trying to do in, with getting clamor and making our pack stronger. But I just thought the one bloke you don't want to, to release and kind of gives you an insurance policy on your halfback situation should Brooks goes down and having lost Doc Madden would be having Jackson Hastings. who can just slot in, and okay, he's he's not a, I wouldn't say he's an adventurous or an attacking halfback, but he's he he takes the right options. He's a bit of a safety halfback, but he makes other players around him in the team play better, and he's a really good organizer. So I, I just thought it was a huge loss, and I was I was disappointed. But as I said, I was more disappointed at the fact that he wasn't going to be halfback next year. So I, I wasn't yeah. really keen on him being locked. But we've just got to move on now. And um, you know, like I said, I just I just hope it all works out for the best and and the deal that, you know, they've done proves those of us that have knocked this deal, you know, prove us all wrong. Like, we want the club to succeed. We don't want to be right. But uh, I, I'm just going to be scratching my head every week when I see Hastings, you know, putting man of the match performances for Newcastle. Yeah. I think it'll be great for them and we're going to hear about it every week. Hopefully not round two when he plays against us at Leichhardt Oval. But, yeah, look, I... It's surprising, but at the same time, last game last year, I was talking to people within the club, uh, and the feeling that I got and what I was told what they were kind of thinking was that Jackson Hastings was too slow 
to be a halfback, which I guess if you compare him to other halves, that uh, may be true. But I mean, his game, as you said, his game management was as good as a halfback we've had arguably since uh, probably Scott Prince. So absolutely baffling in terms of that. And I mean, you got to hope that Benji and Shenzi know what they're doing. But what kills me about it is obviously Jacko had one year left to go on his contract and all his talk about Moses and uh, who was the pommy bloke you said? George Williams. George Williams. Uh, That's possibly for, I mean, George Williams, that will be, will that be for 2024 or could he come over earlier? Uh, I'm not sure about that one. It it could be earlier, but I mean, um, as you look, as you said, Jackson Hastings isn't your prototype bodybuild you know for a halfback like he's not he's not mm. ideally he hasn't got the speed for halfback in general but he makes up for it between the years um he, he's a really quick thinker yeah. but yeah but you know the other thing too is sheens and look i'm not going to throw benji and robbie into this even if they're kind of behind it sheens is a coach for next year he's ultimately the, the decision maker and i was told literally I'm, I'm actually going back four weeks before madge got sacked I was told from people within the club that Sheens sees Hastings as a lock. So, and we know that now, but that was, Sheen saw him as a lock when mm. he was going Shane, well with the halfback. Well, Shane's early in the season, Shane was saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah look, I, I thought, well, early, I thought, early, I early in the season. A, well, yeah. I thought he'd make a great lock too, just because he was like 95 to 100 kilos and, mm. and not that fast. But when you could see the bloke could kick, he could goal kick, he could kick 40 meter field goals. He could organise really well. Um, and, and he just, you know, there are some stats, Josh, that, you know, you don't see. Like, you see, like, his willpower and his heart and his commitment. Like, he's, you know, those things, you know, can't be quantified with numbers. And, and you know, I, I just think the bloke's a winner and he's, he's turned his life around. He, he got a second chance in the NRL and he, and he made a go of it. But what I'm basically trying to say is Sheen's had this nine months ago that he's not a halfback and obviously the talk that Sheen's and to a lesser degree Benji has spoken about is we want a fast team everything's going to be revolving yeah. around speeds uh hence the signing of Charlie Staines um you know Will Smith who you'll get onto he's, he's got a bit of pace and can play in multiple dis- uh, positions so I, I get all you know everything's speed but you know what are we going to do we're going to go sign Rowan Browning are we going to get you know, Olympic sprinters. Like it's not all about speed. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it's got to be a, a bit of a balance. So I, I just thought Jackson would have been insurance. You know, as like a, a backup halfback. Because right now, if what happens if someone goes down as halfback, does Appy move from hooker to halfback, and then we have our backup hooker come in? Like it's 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 a it's a big risk to let him go. But look, he requested to leave, and he's got a three year deal, and he's going to play in his preferred position and. I don't know how his body would have coped playing lock, uh, yep. doing the amount of work he'd have to do anyway. So it's definitely a good move for Jacko. I, I think it's terrible from our point of view, but Sheens has to live and die by what he does. So if they've got a better plan in place, we've got to trust it. I, I've I've been pretty rude on social media to about uh, multiple times about a few people. I'm not a Sheens fan, so I just want him to prove me wrong. I, I think he's a, he's a has-been, he's a flop. Uh, or everyone's saying he's made all the right moves in the off-season. Those moves with Papali in Coruscant were basically done before he got there, you know, by Adam Hardigan and co. So I'm not giving Sheens the credit for those moves. But, 
we've got to trust what Sheens is doing. But the problem with trusting what Sheens is doing is we're being asked to trust for the last, you know, seven to 10 years. And obviously Sheens has only been there for, what, 18 months. But we're, we keep getting asked to trust and we keep getting let down by the club. And, you know, we trusted Sheens in sacking Madge. And, you know, probably sacking Madge was the right thing in hindsight now. But, you know, oh, we're going to get, you know, the next coach and the next coach and plan B didn't work, plan C didn't work. And we got to plan D, which is Sheens and grooming Benji and Robbie um, as assistant coaches. And I, I'm, I don't, I don't have the trust of, you know, the, after what the club's shown the last many years, I don't trust the club. And it's not that they're not trying. I, I, I know their intentions are a hundred percent genuine, but we have been failed as a supporter base for so long that I don't trust what they say because every time they make promises, we get let down. And I know they mean well, and I know they've got to market and publicise and get our hopes up and all that, but every year we get let down. And for them to try and say to me, Luke Brooks is our halfback, my rugby league brain can't be convinced to say what's going to be different about his 10th season compared to his ninth. He has had a good forward pack maybe four or five years ago when he had Farrah as hooker yeah. and a prop rotation of, you know, Galloway to Powell and uh, in, then international and origin player Woods. So, like, he has played behind good packs before. So I, I'm just sick of the excuses for Luke Brooks. I, I like him as a person. I, I like his mentality. He's he's not a player that anyone can really hate. Like, he's a good bloke. But, you know, the, the runs aren't on the board, Josh. And, and I can't see what they what's going to happen in the 10th year you know, we could. That's what he's basically coming into. What's going to be any different with Luke there? I, I just don't. I just don't see it. But as I said earlier, perhaps we've got someone else coming on board, and maybe we're going to release Luke Brooks at the end of next year. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But it's just. It's just. It's very hard to trust a club that has made multiple bad decision after bad decision. But in general, I think the recruiting and the money we're spending has been really good i'm not i'm i'm gutted to lose jacko but who we've acquired and for, yeah. for the prices we've acquired them for i think the club has learned from its mistakes but i just don't want to see some of these gory comments from hadjapentelis and pasco and yeah i'll read that press conference yeah, in a second. yeah sure my whole thoughts on the situation are kind of to kind of bridge what you're saying there is Jackson Hastings, he could have been our halfback or should have been our halfback for the 2023 season. And all this talk of bringing in a new halfback, it's for 2024. Uh, so what's going to happen? The, the 2023 season, yes, the, the four-pack men's looking very good as you as you have uh, compared the, the team. It's looking kind of like the Denver Broncos for those who don't follow NFL uh, my Denver Broncos have, if they had have scored 18 points in every one of their games this year, they would have only lost one game. They, but they, they've only won three. So basically, they just can't score points at the moment. So they're all they're all defense, all kind of muscle, but no uh, no flair. And that's kind of how is that how the West Tigers are going to be in 2023? I mean, there's still chances. There's guys coming back. Um, of injury as well, so it's definitely, as Shane said, it's going to be, it's going to look like a completely different team to what we saw last year. But is twenty twenty three just going to be another 
all right, let's just get through this season and then 2024, that's when we have hope. Like I kind of and, – and Sheen's has said in the past, like it's going to take three to four years, all these young kids coming through and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, look, we've, we've been waiting a decade. Like you, other teams can flip, flip a roster and become uh, seller dwellers to a top eight team in literally an off-season. So obviously salary cap – like getting the salary cap right since – uh, Ivan, and it seems like they're getting rid of a lot of Madge's. It's kind of like deja vu. Instead of getting Madge getting rid of Ivan's contracts and getting his players, now we're kind of getting rid of Madge's players and uh, getting Benji Benji's blokes in. So, yeah, I just hope 2023, we, I mean, we've got a whole 60 episodes plus that we're going to talk about this team. I want, I want something... I want some hope now. I want something to, uh, and I mean, and we do with Appy, Pappy, um, guys like yeah, Clem coming in. I think we're definitely not, a lot of people have tagged me. I'm sure you're the same. I've yeah. been tagged and bloody messaged a thousand times today. So all my friends out there, who are, obviously they're not West Tigers fans. They probably won't even listen to this. But people tag me in, like a cousin of mine tagged me at five five o'clock this afternoon. He's like, oh, did you see this? I'm like. Uh, yes, you you really think that I don't know? <laughs> like I knew it before it was announced. Like yeah. people people tag me as if like I didn't. I mean, obviously people don't have their ear to the ground, um, like like we do. Obviously with this show and just how passionate yeah. of it. We're in the top tier of passionate fans who live and breathe uh, the club, and I'm sure everyone who's listening to this basically saw the as soon as it happened, like within minutes knew that it happened but i just hope that it kind of it doesn't mean we're going to wait for 2024 for something good to happen and i'm I'm not expecting a premiership we're not going to win the comp next year but look can we win 12 games like that's all that's not a high bar to win 12 out of 24 the draw um looks pretty good by the way if you missed it uh as and i broke down the draw piece by piece in our last episode, so if you you might have missed it, being the whole off season, so that's on YouTube uh, and all your audio outlets. So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But um, the draw looks pretty good, apart from seven home grounds instead of playing at Leichhardt and Campbelltown. But this, the whole soccer World Cup, uh, women's soccer World Cup, kind of ruined that. But um, yeah, I just really hope that just jettisoning jettisoning players. I mean, perhaps maybe getting some money to front end load and throwing Mitchell Moses an offer you can't refuse or maybe 2023 can be a little bit of a write-off in in terms of that. I mean, I guess if we've got guys coming, at least unlike last year where basically it was halfway through the season and not only do we have no hope left for this season. I mean, we had Appy and Pappy coming, but apart from that, it was like, man, are we even going to be do anything in 2023 but there's still a fair bit of off season i'm, I'm excited to see guys like sean blore and tommy talau come back so uh stefano didn't play a lot of footy last year so there's, there's plenty plenty to be excited about for 2023 i guess i'm kind of talking myself into having a little bit of hope so uh the press for those who missed it today so um the press release from the west tigers even i don't know if you saw Molly. I think you rep- you replied to it on Twitter. Oh, the I did, yeah. I did. He ha- he even he wrote uh, <laughs> that's a bit of an odd 
press release. So for those who didn't, um, it was sent out to all members, but it's on the West Tigers website. So West Tigers has today released Jackson Hastings from the final year of his contract. CEO Justin Pascoe says the club has identified a clear recruitment and retention plan, uh, one that is being executed aggressively. As a, and this is Pasco. As a club, we are obviously not satisfied that we finished last in 2022, and tough decisions have to, need to be made. Uh, not everyone will be happy with some of the decisions we make, but we do not apologise for these decisions. Our members and fans need to understand that every decision that is made is in the best interest of this, this club and changing the fortunes on the field. This was a good opportunity for Jackson to get a long-term deal playing in his preferred position at number seven on behalf of West Tigers. I would like to wish Jackson the very best in his future and thank him for his efforts over the past 12 months. Now, the part uh, in the middle there, not everyone will be happy with the, some of the decisions we make, but we do not apologize for their decisions. Uh, the club, whoever uh, uploaded the media press release, that was basically the big, bold quote in the middle, which uh, an odd choice for a CEO to come out. Obviously, he mentions that we do, did come last, but to say we do not apologize for these decisions, uh, when you just let go of the best player probably of the last season and one of the, a fan favorite, like it just just seems so undermining to me, Rob. Just it's like almost like a parent. Telling it, telling his kid needs to eat his vegetables and not, not lollies, sort of thing. Just really, really, really odd in a press release to say that. And he didn't have to say that. Like just, just, just say we wish Jacko all the best. Like we get, and he doesn't. I mean, it's it is true what he said. He doesn't need to apologize for the decisions. We don't expect them to. We get they got to make some hard calls, but you don't have to say we do not need to apologize for these decisions. Like you just. You're just making yourself look like a bit of a dick, and I—I I, I don't want to say personal comments, but that's how that sentence reads. And it's not like he said it off the cuff in a press conference. It was written and then sub-edited and approved, and went live. And they thought that that was sweet to put in a press conference. And yeah, it just—it's like a knife in every West Tigers fan um, slash members back. Well, look, he, he's he's preempted the backlash that that he'd receive, and and look, my dislike of Justin Pascoe is well documented. I'm kind of infamous for it, unfortunately. But the bottom line is what I said at the start of the show: if we if we deem Jackson as a lock, I'm comfortable with the decision. My my beef is we didn't see him as a halfback. Okay, so, and as I said, if they've got another plan for a halfback, then I'll retract that, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, we should be dismantling a wooden spoon team. Okay, we didn't get anywhere. We're, we're basically, we're, we've lost our best player from the season and we're potentially going to lose Adam Dwayhe. So you got two blokes there that, would would probably be considered our two best players. Not everyone would agree, but I would say they're probably our two best players. They're our two key men. We never got to even see them in one game as a halves combination, Josh. And I think that's the part that's going to sit with me. That yeah, for sure. We, we, we never even got we never even got to see that. Um, I think to say you you're sorry. Well, you don't have to say you're sorry, but the problem I have, and I've said it for years, he doesn't take accountability. So I'd like someone to say. Well, what happens if 
this goes wrong next year or the year after or the year after. Like even uh, Lee Hadjapantelis, to his credit, at the function, I think the, the end of year function, two days or two nights after the grand final, he actually said, I'm sorry on stage. He actually did apologise that we came last. Like, like there was some care factor there. I don't think Justin Pascoe cares. Like he says he cares, but you've got to show you care. You don't just say things and we, we don't, you know, we don't apologise. Well, look, if your decisions turn out wrong year after year, you need to apologise, mate. It's not about just dollars and cents. It's about our football department. And it goes to show that he does not understand what it's like to be a supporter, whether you're a member or a non-member. He has not got a clue of the suffering we've had as, as supporters. And I mean suffering. Like, there's been over seven, eight years, there's been weeks where I, I live and die by my team's result. I morph into the team when I'm watching it. I, I live and die by everything. And I and there's just weeks where I just know we're going to get pummeled. We don't have a chance of winning. Look what he's done to the roster in 2018 and 19 and you know, and then we've had to suffer the last couple of years to rectify the roster. And I just don't get how you can say we do this and we make no apology. But what if you get it wrong, Justin? Why don't you take accountability when you get it wrong? There's no doubt that every decision they make, they are trying to do with the best interests of our club. We get that. The problem is, Josh, they're incompetent. Okay. And by they, I'm talking up a management We've got to give, as much as I despise Sheen's what he did 10 years ago and and how he let our 2022 season just go to shit and not get involved, okay, which I thought was a disgrace seeing as he was still the head of football and he threw a bloke who'd never coached before to take the last 10 games or so. But we've got to give Sheen's, Marshall and Farah a chance. But these other two blokes have had a chance. They keep putting their foot in their mouth with with ridiculously stupid statements like, you know, Lee, Lee said, you're not going to recognise our team next year. What, are we wearing different colours or something? Like, it's almost like he plays Simon Says, but it's Tim Sheen Says. Whatever Tim Sheen says, like Lee Hadjipentelis takes his Bible. Like, we don't need that pressure. We're not. Don't say you're not going to recognise the team next year. There's enough mm. pressure on the team as it is next year. What happens if we start 0-5 again? What yeah. are you going to say then? Don't just shut up. Sometimes I know you mean well. I know you want to talk the team up. I know there's a bit of marketing involved, but you have to understand, you know how it all works and and the and the uh, the, the pressure. But it's, it's it's just it's just mind-boggling that he keeps making the same mistakes by putting his foot in his mouth once a month and saying something that like, do you think Sheen's wants him to say that? Like, or maybe Sheen's doesn't care. I don't know. But the point is, mm. if if we start badly. What do we say then? Or don't recognise the team anymore? Like it's the same shitty team that it was last year. I, I just think, I just think both those guys just that look. They kind of got out of it by throwing Sheens and Benji and Robbie in there, and they it's kind of a good deal for them because they've basically got two years to keep their jobs. And if things fail, well, we're all kind of geared up for Benji twenty twenty five and the youth, etc. But on one hand, Tim Sheen says we're three years away. So he's kind of taken the heat off off everyone. Mm. Yet in the next sentence, Lee Hadjapentella says, you won't recognise us next year. So they're, they're talking up a big game. Just just let our actions on the field do it. You know, just let, let the coaches coach. Let the players play. Like, 
you know, you, you and I, we've both discussed privately how good Appy's going to be for the club and how good Isaiah Papali'i, but seriously, Josh, they're going to need to come with blue capes and a big S on their chest. You know, yeah. that's the kind of expectations we've got, and it's not fair. Like, these guys want to come and enjoy their footy, and, you know, the heat's going to be on them from day one to put these Herculean performances in, and it might not happen. So we, we have to give the team time. Like I say, if I just keep it to nuts and bolts footy, I'm just concerned where are we going to get our points from when we get in the red zone. That That's how I look at it because we've got Appy there and we've seen what Luke Brooks did with Jock Madden. We, we couldn't beat Newcastle, uh, Newcastle. We couldn't beat New Zealand and Gold Coast at Campbelltown and we had New, New Zealand down to 12 men and, and we couldn't, he couldn't create anything there basically. Yet, you know, a few weeks later we had Jacko at halfback and we beat Parramatta, who were high flyers, and South, who were the previous grand finalists. So yeah. that's what, when I compare like those sort of halfbacks, and, and also I think Jacko made Luke look better at 5'8, but that's, that's another story. So mm. I'm just concerned where are we going to get our points from? But I am glad I don't feel we're going to get rolled by anyone or teams like the Roosters or, you know, the previous year when Melbourne put 70 on us or 66 or whatever it was. I don't think we're going to get those score lines, but it doesn't equate to winning games. But look, Josh, the roster's stronger. I think I think the yeah. roster's going to be stronger. But you know, Jackson Hastings is a massive loss on and off the field. And as you said, he's a fan favourite, loved by everyone, or loved by everyone that maybe outside. I don't know how popular he was within the playing group, but he's certainly yeah. certainly loved by the fans, and he certainly you know played with a lot of heart and passion and skill on the field. So um, yeah, but we need we need Justin Pascoe and. And Lee, just to think a little bit more about what they say, like mm. you know, I, 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 as as a as a supporter, I just want them to take accountability. Like if things go pear shaped again, what's next for those two blokes? Do they stay there? It's their decision to put Sheens in. It's their decision to put back Benji for twenty twenty five. Like what happens then? You know, why aren't you sorry if you make a bad decision? You should be bloody sorry if you make a bad decision. I couldn't look. I couldn't live with myself after seven years of shit that this guy's put us through and to say what, that he's got a center of excellence there, big fucking deal. Like it absolutely means nothing to me. The bloke, I wish the bloke put more effort into, into his press releases as he does into going to grappa for lunch three times a week and getting pissed, <laughs> you know, you know, seriously, like I, I just got no respect for the bloke. He's just got no fucking idea, Josh, absolutely no idea. But we you know we need to keep our talk to footy because I can't be objective about this bloke. He's he's just a proven failure for seven years who doesn't take accountability. And honestly, at the end of the day, or even though he talks a good game, he doesn't give a fuck, Josh. He doesn't he doesn't bleed like we do during the season and 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 wake up Monday morning feeling like shit when we lose. It's just an, it's just a game of footy to him. It's just you know it's a business. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. Fingers crossed. Winning, winning fixes everything. So, f- fingers crossed, we could not obviously build a bit of a reputation for this. But I mean, people hammering us on Twitter, kind of saying we're always negative in this show. It's like we won four games out of twenty-four last year. Like, what's there to be positive about? We, we, a couple of young kids here, and, and we were positive about guy like Fanua Pole. He's just extended to twenty twenty-five. So, um, there's some young kids coming through but like we lost by 70 in a game like what what could we possibly have been positive with 
in that season. And it was exhausting for us. We like we wanted to be positive. We're not we're not hoping for uh for tragedy just to to kind of be dramatic. We want the we're passionate, we want the team to be good. But man, it was yeah, literally it got, the worst it got to, Josh, it got to a point of hopelessness though. It got to a yeah. point where, you know, okay, we, we expected a little bit of a a drop of heads from the squad when Madge got sacked just because they're emotionally attached to him. But we lost to a, you know, a, a manly team. I, I stand corrected. I, might, I don't think Daly Cherry Evans was there. I don't think Turbo was there. We lost to Canterbury a, a week or so later who we, we'd beaten at Leichhardt Oval, even with 12 men for 10 minutes when Hastings was Sinbin. We, we were just losing games that we, we weren't even competitive in. And it was just a feeling of hopelessness. And, you know, there was a period where we said, oh, all we want to do is be competitive. And then when we got to the point where we we were competitive and just losing, it was, oh, no, it's not good enough. And now we're back to, like, wanting to be competitive again. And, mm. yeah, like, sure, we want to win. But right now, Josh, I just want to be competitive. I don't I don't expect to play finals. I, I You know, there's going to need to be, like, like Lee Hadjipentelis' words have to be true if we're to have any chance of making the eight, like our team needs to be unrecognisable next year. If we're going to play with a brand new attacking style that is going to rock the footy world, yeah, then maybe we can make the eight. But I, I just think we're, we've got a few problems in the three-quarter line. And I've used this analogy many times, Josh. I think we're like a car now, like a like a just a normal car. We've improved like the wheels and the engine. And, you know, we've, we've improved a lot of parts, but, without a steering wheel doesn't matter how good the other parts are and your halfback is your steering wheel and luke brooks is that steering wheel and i haven't seen anything in nine years that says he's the man to take us to the promised land and everyone throws at me this dally m crap like seriously the dally m awards are a mickey mouse award like probably two halfbacks were injured that year. If you're trying to tell me that Luke Brooks in 2018 or whatever it was that he won the Dally M was better than Cooper Cronk or Jonathan Thurston or whoever was else was around, you're fucking kidding yourself. Just don't get wrapped up in these dumb awards. He was not the best halfback of 2018. He stood out in a shit team. That's why he got the Dally yeah. M halfback of the year. And that's, that's the Dally M system. That's you know, how it three, works. The 3-2-1. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, look, if he can if he can be the steering wheel that we want, sure. But as someone said, I think it might have been in the Patreon chat or on, or on Twitter today, all these great forwards aren't going to stop him from putting a grubber kick over the dead ball line. You know, yeah. he's he's got to get better. He's got it. He's and it's going to be a lot of pressure on him. But one thing I will say, even though he hasn't been the halfback we want, Josh, I I don't think the pressure's ever got to him, which is really good. He seems to have put up with. You know the shit we put on him, you know, as as a as social media and the press pressure and the all that sort of stuff. It doesn't seem to phase him too much. So from that part of it, that's good. But gee, yeah. they're going to have to perform a miracle if if they can get him to be the halfback we want. They really are. I mean, I hope it'll be a great story if he does. It does happen. I I, I really hope so. Obviously, Mate, we're all cheering the... for it. Do you think we don't? As... I don't want it to happen. Yeah, as a former mayor of four years, I've said, God, I hope he's good next year. And I've, how often, Josh, have we got bashed as a podcast for defending Luke Brooks? There's been times where I've said, you know what, it wasn't justified this week. It wasn't justified this week. He played pretty well. He was behind a beaten pack. They weren't going forward. Like there are there are weeks we've defended him. We're not we're not Luke Brook bashers. You 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 are like president of Luke Brook Island. You know what I mean, Luke Brooks Island. So I I just I think we just call it as we see it and. But, you know, the years of frustration and the build-up we've had and 
and everything like that. I think the last thing we thought was that Jackson Hastings would go before Luke Brooks. And and that's on Tim Sheens. That's on no one else. Like maybe maybe Benji and Robbie wanted it. I have no idea if that's true or not. Yeah. But it's on Tim Sheens. So if this if this goes pear shape, it's on Tim Sheens. But knowing Tim Sheens, like I, I don't know him personally, but knowing how he reacts to any criticism, he won't give a shit. It'll be like tough luck. He didn't care that we we got belted in games last year. He said something to the effect of, "Oh well, you know, sometimes you just have to cop a hit to the face." Like, no, you don't have to, mate. We're fans. We want to we want to enjoy our footy every week. We don't have to cop a hit to the face. You were the man that could have helped avoid a few of those hits. You could have got in there and and tried a few things that you know that players could be using for next season instead of washing your hands of it like a coward. You know, and say, oh, I've got to train Benji and Robbie to be assistant coaches. Your assistant coaches aren't as important as you. You're the head coach. You're the man next year. You could have still taken the reins for a little bit and and done what you had to do. Not not throw a, a bloke who'd never coached a, an NRL team before under the bus and, and put, you know, a whole fan base through misery. Mm. So I, I got no respect for what he did there. And he, but he won't give a shit. And I don't give a shit. So it is what it is. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. So we asked in the Discord the Patreon guys to chuck us any questions just to kind of fill in uh, for tonight. So they sent through thanks for doing these guys last kind of last minute before we went on tonight. Uh, Tuyaki Chicken Wings, aka Ben, he asked, "What do we think Clemmer has on the Tigers? Um, sorry, what impact do we think Clemmer has on the Tigers? Also, do we think Bateman will have the sort of impact that we want him to have?" Uh, so in terms of the Bateman part, I've heard that it's not done, it's not signed, sealed, and delivered just yet. Uh, in terms of Clemmer, I a lot of people are banging him out and saying he's past his prime. He's 29 years old, like three years, playing to year 32. Like it's 2022, sports science has gotten to the stage where a 32-year-old forward is still in a, in a decent spot. I mean, it all comes down to money. I hope we didn't spend 900K on him uh, beyond next year. But it, I, I think he's going to be fa- be great for us. You kind of already touched on it earlier in the show, Rob, but we need we need mongrel, we need toughness, we need guys that are going to step up and not slack off. He's a little bit of a hothead and can go off and that sort of thing. But, man, between we're going to have him... Uh, Papa, Bloor, like possibly Bateman. Like we're going to become, go from having the softest pack in the league to a pack full of bullies, which is something that we've never really had as West Tigers fans. Even in, in our peak um, eras, our forward pack, were we had a very skillful and uh, attacking prone, apart from the legendary Gareth Ellis, who's probably the best signing in West Tigers history. But apart from that, you, your Fultons, your Hyingtons and Scandos and that sort of thing were, uh, I wouldn't say they were bullies. They, and hence, they're some of the nicest guys you'll ever meet off, of, off the field. But they're just the fact that we've got some guys now who can just put a bit of fear into the opposition forwards, um. Yeah, I think Clemmer's slots in quite nicely. What about you, Rob? 
Yeah, look, as I said earlier, I think his stats are, uh, his base stats are huge. So, you know, besides the fact, as you said, he brings a lot of mongrel, you know, he's a firebrand. I mean, we've obviously got to watch that temper. He's, he's got a sin bin or two in him. I think he'll go straight into the team, Josh, and be the leader of the pack. I know, I know you've got Appy there, but Appy's like guiding the team around. But in terms of the, you know, the big boppers, he's just going to go straight in there and he's just going to be the leader of the pack. I, I honestly think, like, when I heard we were interested in him a couple of months ago, I really wanted this to happen because, yeah, okay, too. I mean, J- Jimmy Tamo was almost on ball tyres, but, you know, we, we always kind of said, oh, do we keep Jimmy Tamo on just for that experience, just for that leadership? you got a guy now, as you said, 29 years of age. He's a former yeah. rep player. I actually think he'll get back to playing rep footy. I actually think that's how good he's going to go with us. Like, I'm, I'm super pumped. I hope I'm not putting the moz on him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to be great for us. As, as for Bateman... If he brings his Canberra form, Josh, then he is he's the total package. He can mm. ball play. I rate him highly. He's, he's tough. Spot, he mate. can tackle. But I, I don't watch a lot of English Super League, but the mail mm. I get is, is that, obviously, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse league, but I've heard his form there hasn't been that crash hot. I know he's just played for England, and I know it's a, it's a bit of a, a drop down, but I've heard his form hasn't been that great. And if he brings that form here then it won't be such a good buy. But, you know, hopefully he'll lift. Like, he'll be back in the NRL. He, he's a proud player. He's a natural footy player. Like, he's just a winner. Um, yeah. And he's, he's got that mongrel about him. So, yeah, if we get him and we have and we get, you know, we've got Clemmer and, you know, we've got Papa. And then, like I say, you get some tough blokes back. you got Bloor there. you got, you know, hopefully Joffre will still be there. Like, it's it's just suddenly... Yeah, it's a, it's, Joffre, you're, kind of, you're kind of thinking, like, well, who's missing a tackle here? You know what I mean? It's like... It's like Alex it's 12, sort of, yeah. Alex 12, it's a, it's a rock-solid pack. You're Stefano and you've got Pole. You, you know, there's just, there's just you know, Matt Amour will be developing. Like, there's yeah. just so many good players. Like, it's a, it's a gun-forward pack. But as I said, where are the points coming from in the red zone? Where are they coming from in the red zone now? You know, Adam's going to be five eight. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but you know, we, we need we need Brooksy to improve. We need our outside backs. Kapoa's going to need to have a big off season. Kapoa can't be the player he's been. Um, we we can't carry Brent Naden on the wing. Brent Naden is not a freaking left winger. He's a right centre. If Tim Sheens hasn't watched the 2020 grand final, go watch the second half, mate. He turned the game around and Penrith nearly won the game. Do not waste his talents on the left wing. And I don't think we can accommodate him on the wing with Mamalo, with Nofaluma, with Charlie Staines. He's going to have to be in the centres. Yeah. So if we get if we get Naden in the centres, we're probably lacking one true centre. So we, we could do with another centre signing, but... Everything's going to hinge on the steering wheel, mate. It's going to be on Brooksy. So let's see how that all goes. Ho- hopefully, behind a stronger pack, it will help him a little bit. But we just got it. We just got to trust that whatever they're doing this off season, it, it bloody works because it hasn't worked for a long time. Yeah, Nading uh, comment there kind of segues nicely into Tiger twenty forty sevens question. He says our focus now probably needs to be adding some pace in the back line. Who would you go after? Personally, I'd be going for Dominic Young. Who um, is there? Anyone that that you'd like to see in our outside backs? Oh, As look, you just ha- said we need, having, we need a center. They're not available, but having you know watched the World Cup, you know you'd you'd love to have Valentine Holmes or Campbell Graham or Herbie mm. Farnworth or uh, I I I think I, I saw enough of Newcastle last year to still say that Dominic Young still 
very raw and he's got some mistakes in him. I know he had a great World Cup for England, but I, I think, you know, he, he's, you know, he, he had a great game against Samoa, but like the rest of the teams they played, Greece, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on him. It just, I just think he had a really good tournament. He will, he will be a great player, but I don't, I don't think he's there yet. But I, I guess he'll get a lot of confidence about of, from how well he played. Uh, yeah, but definitely like someone like Campbell Graham, we, we need a centre that can attack and defend. Um, so he'd be someone I'd want. But I, the, the thing is, Josh, with the really, really good clubs, they don't let a play, let go of players that are that good. Yeah. They, they seem to keep them. They seem to find a way, whether it's by hook or by crook. They, they just don't lose the players that they, you know, that they need to have. So, um, and they're, that's why hopefully we'll get a centre in-house from, you know, someone that's from yeah. two or three three years down the track. So hopefully one of our 18-year-olds comes through and becomes a, a young Tim Brasher or something and just uh, and makes it for us. But, yeah, definitely not too many centres to choose from, Josh. And, it, and it's really – it's becoming such a key position. Like, it's mm. – I, I know they don't get paid the money they should. But, yeah, I'm even a Joey Manu. Like, we're not going to get Joey Manu. But, you know, can the Roosters afford to have Manu, Tedesco, Suali if he wants to play fullback? So – I don't know. There's, there's got to be, there's got to be someone out there that we can, that we can get uh, to fulfil that centre role. But I, I don't think Capo is the answer. No, he's got hands of stone. He's yeah. Not, he, you know, he, he's, he's athletically built really well, and he, and his defence seems to have improved a lot. But I, I just don't see him as a natural footballer myself. But that's just my opinion. Hopefully, he proves, he proves me wrong, and I can apologise to him next year. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. But yeah, he kind of reminds me a bit of Kevin Agama. I've said that in previous shows. Just pure athlete, just lacks that. Uh, just has those mistakes in his game. Uh, Joey Lulak. How do I say his name? Low lash. Low lash. Low lash. I got to get some Lebo. Uh, oh, it's a Lebanese name. Okay, it's a Lebanese name. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you guys make of Pasco's comment? We do not make apologies for these decisions and that kind yeah, of Brendo. We've covered that. We've covered Brendo that. Brendo 27 came in and said, why apologize when the team has been in a sorry state for years? Um, yeah, He doesn't have to cheap. apologize. As I said, just take accountability yeah. and piss off. Uh, Rosie asks, who's going to organize the pack now Jacko is gone? We kind of touched on this, I guess. Um, we haven't really answered it because – we don't really know the answer, and we know Brooksy isn't a manager. Will um, she ask about? Oh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Appy, Josh. Appy's yeah. going to control that pack. He's going to be guiding the team around a fair bit. I I just don't know how many sort of tackles uh, of a set of six that Appy's going to control. Like I I would guess that Appy will probably control our team from within our own half, working our way out. So they'll they'll have some design plays on on tackles one to three sort of thing. Um, but I guess in the red zone, that's going to be an interesting part to see who who does what and who calls the shots there. Because obviously, you know, Appy's creative. Brooksy will want the ball. Adam will want the ball on the right hand side. So there's 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 a few options there. But I, I think Appy's going to take control of the pack for sure. Yep, yep. The next next Robbie Farah. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, yep, that's it for the Patreon questions. Um, just the. Few shout outs to finish. If any if you guys are into a range of sports, I've started up a new podcast called Sport Espresso that I'm publishing about 7 a.m. every morning. It's basically five to ten minutes of the sport headlines, kind of going back in my uh, journalism background, just getting 
news from NBA, NFL, obviously rugby league, um, AFL headlines pop up, just basically any sport, any major sport from around the world and kind of doing a news report every morning. So, uh, Rob, I know you've listened to a couple of episodes uh, I love it, mate, week. especially on a Monday morning. Absolutely love it. You catch up on all the weekend sport and you don't have to watch Fox Sports News for half an hour. You listen to you for about seven or eight minutes and you, you get all the nuts and bolts of what's happened. And, yeah, it's, it's a great way to keep up with the sport. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously, if you subscribe to the Westlife podcast, you've probably seen that I've put it in the Westlife feed, which I will take out eventually once I get people uh, coming across and subscribing uh, and listening to the main feed, but one part I'm kind of, I don't know about you, Rob, do you have a Google Home in your house? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm too old-fashioned, mate. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I Some people have conspiracy theories that people listen to your shit. I've got one in the bedroom and one out of the thing. I don't listen to my shit. I don't care. I don't say anything. Um, yeah. I've got nothing to hide. But, but in the mornings, I I get the, um, the Google to just play uh, a podcast or I put Triple M on through my Google home, but you can say to, to your Google, hey, Google, play the latest sport espresso podcast. Oh, I mean, my Google is going to actually go off now. Uh, <laughs> and it will play play the latest. Sorry, Oop. I don't understand. <laughs> I did. Thanks, Google. Yeah, I saw the lights light up as I said it, and I'm like, oh, I can't really say that. I'm right near my, my Google. But uh, thanks, Google. Uh, yeah, so you can say, you say hey, What's her name? I play the latest sport espresso podcast and it'll play. And it's only five to 10 minutes. So it's just an easy way to get your headlines rather than waiting till on the hour for a radio station or something to, you know, bite through all ads and that sort of thing. And pure sport, all I care, I don't know about you, but all I care about when I read the news is sport. Don't really care about, I mean, obviously it's awful what's going on uh, with Russia and all that crap but uh yeah sport sport's my thing it's same for you rob um definitely uh so check that out if you can uh we've also coming into next year we're a new sponsor we won't announce them just yet coming on board as well as our obviously other partners so we are looking for sponsors when we get into we'll probably our next episode we don't know when it's going to be um, but our regular episodes will probably start up as we start heading into the trials in February. So we are looking for, if you're looking to sponsor and market to West uh, West Tigers fans, um, feel free to shoot Rob or I a DM or podcast at westlife.com. Uh, and yeah, if you want to, um yeah sponsor the show by by an ad slot for next season uh anything else before we head off uh probably probably to bed as we hit late on this wednesday evening rob no i think everyone's pretty up to date with everything i guess we we mentioned we touched on will smith signing i guess uh i think did you mention fenua pole extended I so did I briefly. We, yeah, what are your thoughts yeah, so, on that? Yeah, so yeah, that's man, that's great. I mean, he he showed a lot of promise, and uh, he looked right at home when he came into first grade last year. So, uh, looking forward to seeing his development. Hopefully, it's it's from the bench, um, just to ease him in. What I think we've got enough starting props now to, you know, with David Clemmer there and and Big Stefano there. I, I'd like to see them, you know, leading the way with with Appy from the front row. So, 
yeah, look, I, I'm super excited for next year, guys. Like, so yeah, they can people can say we we bash and do this and do that all we want. I, I love the team. I just want to support the team. I really don't want to get in the politics of it. But if you keep putting your foot in your mouth, I'm going to point out that your foot's in your mouth. So just you know, me and you just want to support the team and cheer. And I think I think we do have some hope next year, and we're going to be competitive in games. And we're we're literally we're literally in the hands of you know our halves. If our halves can see the see the team around and and you know a couple of the outside backs can play a little bit above what they've shown this year then i think we're going to be competitive in a lot of games so i hope it all works out um you know i'm not saying it's not going to work out and the, and the best part about it josh it does not matter one little bit what you me aaron shane anyone thinks that the boys have got a blank canvas to work with next year the coaching staff it's all in their hands. If they believe they can do it, then they can do it. It's not up to us. Um, you know, we'll be cheering them every week and we, we want a team to cheer for every week. So I, I'm pumped for next year. I want it to happen. I, I, like I said, I'm just a little bit disappointed that Jacko is not going to be a part of it. When, you, when you're dismantling your roster, I expect you to get rid of your worst players, not your best players. But it is what it is and we have to move on now. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Jackson Hastings too. Like, I just want to wish him all the best. I, you know, yep. I know Shane's probably his biggest fan out of the four of us. Um, but yeah, he, he was a, a great addition to the club. Um, you know, he left an impact with all of us and, uh, I think he's going to absolutely kill it at Newcastle. And even though I'll never cheer for Newcastle against the Tigers, I'll, I'll be cheering for Newcastle against most teams this year. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a team that I hate, uh, growing up on the central coast a little bit, cause there was a lot of Knights fans up there, but I mean, you're, yeah, they were always kind of a soft spot and now that Jacko's there for sure. And it was so good of him to reply to your message today. I mean, in terms of social media interaction, I've never seen a better uh, elite athlete than him in terms of that. And the stuff he did with obviously with Lockie and he just seemed to be awesome with the fans. The fact that the rumors of players not liking him, it's just baffling. So um, yeah, all the best to him. I thought to end the show tonight rather than normal stuff, because it's kind of a, off-season show, I'm going to give shout-outs to every one of our Patreon members. So I'm going to read off uh, every member from uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. This is in order of newest to longest-serving members. So Stephen A., Matthew Watson, Rodney Fitzsimmons, uh, Daniel Court, Andy Williams, Amy Absalom. Uh, I think that's an Lebanese name. I think I did all right with that one, Rob. Uh, Claudia Sojak, uh, Robert Christensen, Phil Rogers, Rachel Smith, Brocker, Joey Lulash. Is that better? Lulash. Close. Lulash. Close. Getting there. Lulash. Uh, Connor Noons. Shout to uh, Noons as well. He, uh, yeah, obviously a bit of a uh, yeah rough week for him uh, with his family. So thinking of you too. Noons, Ben Ellis, Luke Murray, Gavin Lang, uh, Nick Brearley. Alex Rosignoi. Uh, sorry, Alex. I mean, I'm terrible at this. You can tell I grew up in the Central Coast where everyone's named Smith Wilson or bloody Watson or Jones. something. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, McAn- uh, Matthew McAnally, uh, Josiah Russell, Tim uh, Brennan Whiteway, Stewie G7, Darcy, Chris Estra, Estratios. It's a Greek name. Uh, Baker Jeff, I should have rehearsed these, shouldn't I? Sam Guerrero, uh, George D, Kenny, Ben, John Hodgson, Bryson, Rob Aaron, Brennan Blake, Will Sinclair. Uh, there's some of the OGs here who have been 
Um, since the start, Justin Bertram, Aaron, Katrina, and Fred, who all joined, they all joined in 2020, uh, the OGs. So thank you to every single one of you. If you want to yeah, join, I really appreciate your support. Obviously, not the only... Uh, thing kind of going on at the moment is the discord but it's still happening talking about other sports and that sort of thing so shout out to all you guys yeah you don't even need twitter or anything with the guys they kind of share and shout out to kenny i saw so we sent the link to this show obviously we're not streaming it tonight so kenny's pretty much been in the uh in the the audience so to speak listening to this live so um truly appreciate you guys uh, I love you all, as Jeff Finnick uh, once said. So, Rob, thanks so much for joining me randomly. We literally only decided to go go record, what, three or four hours uh, ago. So, Thank you, Josh. It's been really, good, mate. Really appreciate cannot, it. Cannot wait for 2023. Absolutely. As always, we're, we're positive. Hey, they say we're not positive. We're, we're feeling okay. We're feeling okay. We'll bring on... 2023 so not sure when the next episode will be um if the west tigers go and do something significant we'll probably jump on uh and try and get as and shane uh if they're available shouts to as he couldn't make it tonight because of work commitments but um as always rob go the tigers go the west tigers <laughs>